Now, we're not going to be about, you know, slogans and all this, whatever it may, it may be. Um, the best player going to play, you know, the toughest dude going to play, and uh, ain't no fluff. How bad is number two on it? Calvin Ridley for six. In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Heads Up Podcast, your source for all things Falcons related in the official Atlanta Falcons podcast of the Fan Sided Network. My name is Jesse Head, host of the show, and man, did that suck. Uh, Falcons open up the season against... Uh, the below-average Eagles with a 32-6 loss. Um, kind of at a loss for words after watching that game and seeing how it unfolded after what we expected um, with Arthur Smith's offense and what we expected uh, with Dean Pease, uh defense and the influence that he has um, in making uh, opposing teams struggle with trying to identify what goes on on defense. We made a superstar out of Jalen Hurts in that game. Uh, but I, I'm brokenhearted after that opening game uh, for this season, but I'm going to do my best to give you guys a legitimate recap of what we saw on Sunday. We're going to talk about um, everything that went down in that game. We'll talk about all the bad that went down and very minimal good that that came out of that game. We're going to talk about some of the takeaways Um and then we'll we'll it's onward to the Bucks um, and hoping that we don't get blown out. So uh, let's get uh, depressed together. We all hate when we lose our balls in the rough on the golf course. Well, imagine how your girl feels with all those pubes around your pearls. It's a bad look, bro. She does not like it, no matter how much she pretends she's okay with it. That's why I'm telling you about Manscaped.com. You've seen the ads and the commercials before. They are the top provider for all your trimming needs to make sure you never nick those pearls down below. They've got a brand new lawnmower 4.0 made specifically for a comfortable trim. This is top of the line stuff, guys. Get the performance package and I can get you 20% off and free shipping using the code FANSIDED20. Inside this package, you'll get their lawnmower 4.0, weed whacker for those annoying ear and nose hairs that you get, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxers, and you're going to get a travel bag uh, to hold all the ball stuff that you've got there in. Now, you're only going to get this deal here at the Heads Up Falcons podcast. So go to manscaped.com, use that code I told you about, FANSIDED20, for 20% off and free shipping. All right, guys, so let's get into this breakdown of this horrendous loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. And I will say this before we get started, just as a disclaimer, I want to get on here and I want to provide the PFF grades. I want to provide the charting of where Kyle Pitts lined up and what we did defensively, how many times we ran cover one versus cover two, three, the percentages, all those different things like that. But after a loss like that, even for me, that I, I love doing the research. I love breaking down all those things. But after a loss like that, does it even really matter? Do we even want to discuss in a loss that bad 
what happened, or quite frankly, are you guys like me and just want to spend some time with somebody uh, and know that somebody feels as bad as you do about what happened out there? Because if that's why you're here, then you're here for the, the same reason that I am. And that's all we're going to be talking about. Usually, I'll get into watching the game again and telling you all those details and jotting all those down and making the Excel sheets, but this just ain't one of them times. That was one of the most depressing opening games that I can remember. Uh, it was horrible. Just not fun at all. You walk into the stadium. We're all fired up, right? We, we're all in the stadium. We're pumped up. I'm walking through there. I'm feeling good. We've got got through the preseason, have every one of our starters healthy. We got a new coach with a new offensive scheme. We got a badass defensive coordinator, Dean Pease, a legend of the game that knows how to get back there at the quarterback. Now, by the way, I'll tell you this, walking through that stadium, a little bit disappointed in our fan base. Now, now it's easy to say there's a reason that people didn't show up, but before we had nothing but optimism and an opportunity with an O&O slate to pack out that stadium full of Falcons fans, feeling good, feeling optimistic. There were more Eagles fans in that stadium than there were Falcons fans. It was brutal. Brutal. We got we to be better than that. The Eagles don't have much more to cheer about than we do, and they came in there and took over Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But on to the game. A little bit baffled. So we start out this game, you're feeling, again, feeling really, really good. We drive down the field, get into the red zone, uh, we're running the ball well. Mike Davis looks great. Patterson looks great. We're completing passes. Our receivers are getting open. And they're, they're, they are those short to intermediate passes that you expected from an Arthur Smith offense, that efficiency that we talked about so much before. You get into the red zone. Then you have the same red zone woes that we've had in the past. Kick a field goal, still feeling good after that, okay? We've got a brand new coach. It's okay to have a couple woes in the red zone. We just drove down the field like it was nothing. Turn around, do it again next drive, and get a field goal out of it. After that, zit, nada, nothing. Nobody showed up after that. That was confusing to me off the rip. It's like, how, how do we drive down the field? I mean, was there an adjustment made? What happened? You don't really know. And then we just get nothing after that. I, you know, I... I remember halfway through the third quarter, I looked over at my buddy Will that I took to the game with me, and I said, "And I said, this it looks like a team that's trying to tank." Now I, I know that we're not trying to tank. I don't believe that for a second. But what pisses me off is like, you know, I don't like when people speak when they don't need to. And Arthur Smith, you know, d- don't don't he said after the game he said I did a poor job of getting us ready to go. Well, don't tell us when you get hired that if you're looking to rebuild that you hired the wrong guy if you're going to give us that product on the field it was a pathetic showing uh by that they just completely looked ill prepared for that game overall game plan and all we'll get into that a lot let's get into some of these team stats real quick uh before we get into the takeaways um total yards for the Atlanta Falcons 260 um, we had 136 passing yards and 124 rushing yards. The Eagles had 434 yards total, 261 passing, and 173 rushing. We had a total of 19 first downs, and the Philadelphia Eagles had a total of 24 
first downs from an individual standpoint. Um, we had um, our best rusher was Cordell Patterson with seven carries and 54 yards. Behind him is Mike Davis with 15 carries and 49 yards. So not a great showing for him, although he ran the ball pretty well from what I saw out there. Um, I thought that he was he was a hard runner, and given the opportunities, had he had some open spots and the line would, was performing well, that he would have performed a little bit better. But Patterson uh, was really showing out. In that out, outside zone run scheme, he seemed to be very successful. Uh, so we may have something there with him uh, being a cheap veteran player uh, that can provide some pretty solid numbers for us. Matt Ryan uh, was 21 for 35 on 164 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. So a little bit of positive here on my Matt Ryan stand stuff. He was uh, did not turn over the ball or any, anything like that. However, he didn't do any favors for us. And, um, you know, I'll get on Matt Ryan a little bit too. He could have done some things better. His inability to be mobile in the pocket uh, hurt us drastically. But on the other end of that, um, there wasn't the receivers weren't getting open either. And that goes back to game plan more than anything because we know that we have the talent for those receivers to, to, to get open. Um, on the Eagles uh, side of the ball, Jalen Hurts looked like a Pro Bowl player out there. 27 for 35. 264 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Um, on the rushing uh, side for the Eagles, Miles Sanders had 15 carries, 74 yards, zero touchdowns. And then Jalen Hurts had seven carries for 62 yards. Probably the biggest issue in the game uh, from what I saw out there, uh, his ability to run. And then on the defensive side of the ball, we only had one sack. Um, and they had a total of three sacks. Um, so nothing from a, a statistical standpoint uh, that we had in favor um, in that game. We um, were outclassed, outcoached, um, out everything um, in that game. It was absolutely brutal. Now getting to some of the takeaways from this game, overall to me, just a bad game plan. Oh, the Falcons went into that game, to me, it looked like just so ill-prepared. Um, when you watched that game, you felt like that these guys did not prepare to play against a mobile quarterback or the type of players that they were going against. You didn't feel like we were, we were calling plays for a team that we were going against. You felt like we were just out there running, just had not prepared for this team whatsoever. We were just out there doing scrimmage, going through this game like any other day in practice. That was the biggest thing for me when watching this game, one of the biggest things for me when watching this game. From the defensive side of the ball, the one thing you needed to do, and we talked about this on the last episode, was contain Jalen Hurts. He had four or five scrambles for first downs. Those were That was one of the biggest killers in the game to me is that when you did get some decent coverage – we had no one containing him. Um, the defensive line was not playing containment at all. We didn't have a spy on him back there. I mean, you, you have some of the best linebackers. That's um, probably the best group on this team. And you didn't decide to put one of these athletic linebackers every other down, maybe in a spy uh, type role. 
Fowler wasn't getting back there, you could have put him as a spy. He had a terrible showing in this game. That was another big disappointment. Um, other thing, we didn't have an answer for assisting Jalen Mayfield. Where was the game plan for that? So you didn't game plan for containing Jalen Hurts, which you know that his escape route is going to be scrambling and running when he feels pressured or doesn't have anybody open. Didn't have didn't have an answer for that. You know that Jalen Mayfield is going to be your weakest point on the team. You didn't have an answer for that. I don't understand how you go into this game and the two biggest things that you need to probably do in this specific game, and you didn't do it. We, we didn't contain Jalen Hurts. We didn't provide any sort of backup for Jalen Mayfield. And we, After watching that game, quite frankly, I don't think there is any backup for Jalen Mayfield. Now, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. This is his, he's got, a, he's got a, you know, he's a rookie. He's a third round pick. He's been put into a starting role that had uh, Josh Andrews not got injured. He probably would not been put into this role, but still, we didn't have we didn't have we didn't have anything there to answer for that. And I know there's only so much that you can do, but that whole entire game, other than in the run game from a pass blocking standpoint, he we didn't seem like we had an answer for that. Um, looking down the field. When Matt Ryan would get sacked, nobody was open. I understand that it's their job to get open, but did we just have nothing but vanilla routes drawn up? Was there any game plan that said, hey, we're going to attack this guy, we're going to go after this guy, we're going to do this? Was it just, hey, let's go into this game and and check downs, check downs, and and five-yard routes every play, that's what we're going to do. I don't think Matt Ryan threw a pass for more than 20 yards at, at no point. I, I can't remember any pass that went for more than 20 yards. And that that's just mind-boggling to me. I don't understand how you come, you, you go into a game that ill-prepared and not have a proper game plan for what they're doing. Now, one thing we'll never know is, what did they have a game plan and it wasn't executed? I don't know. But all I'm saying is when you have a veteran quarterback like Matt Ryan, you usually see what the game plan was, what they were trying to do. And I don't know what they were trying to do out there. I just know we went out there and we got our ass handed to us. And we didn't look like we had a clue what was going on. Even Matt Ryan looked baffled out there. Very concerning. Go, you know, come, come in, Going into your first game, the opening game of the year, and that's what we got on the field. Again, Arthur Smith said it. He said, I didn't have these guys ready. I'll take that, man. Your first game. But this next game, we're going against the Super Bowl champs. We're going to have to have something here. And I hope that we see some improvement. And I think we will see some improvement. But my God, I don't I don't understand how, how you go out there in that first game against a below average team and that happens. Unless, you know, the Eagles are that rare team in the NFL that makes that crazy jump uh, from one year to another. But that's few and far between. Other biggest thing, penalties. Penalties is one of the biggest stories of the game, in my opinion. We had 12 penalties for 99 yards. If I remember correctly, they had 14 penalties for 88 yards. But we had our penalties in the in the worst of situations. The ones that could really take the wind out of your sails. We had them on a lot of first downs. Specifically, the one I remember the most was Mike Davis had about a 28-yard, um, about a, about a five-yard pass. He caught it, ran for a first down. Um, this was for us to start really starting to build that momentum and get back in the game. 
called back because Calvin Ridley had a holding call. Uh, or excuse me, a pass interference call. Now, it was kind of a bullshit call, but irregardless, that and the many others holding calls, putting us in bad situations, putting us in first and 20, second and 20, all these things like that. Too many penalties um, in, situa- in situations um, that were crucial to the game. And that continuously happened. Um, you can't win games when you're having that, mental, that many penalties in those kind of situations when you're uh, you're trying to play comeback, and and that was that was what what was happening out there. Other uh, big takeaway: pass blocking, just horrendous. Such such bad pass blocking out there. It's ridiculous. Jalen Mayfield. I'm just going to keep shitting on him during this episode, Mister. Take me if you don't want your quarterback getting sacked. This man had a. I do have a PFF grade for you. This man had. A 1.4 pass blocking rating by PFF, 1.4. Jalen Mayfield, with that number, might as well have just turned around and sacked Matt Ryan himself. It was pathetic. The line, to uh, from a together standpoint, cohesively, did not do any favors for Matt Ryan whatsoever. The game plan, I don't think, was really there anyway, but... The offensive line was not helping. Matt Ryan was getting slung around. Dude was looking concussed by the end of the game. It was brutal. Now, the other... I will say this, though. On the other end of blocking, the run blocking looked looked pretty solid, especially on those first couple drives. Um, I think that's something that we can build off of. And if we can continue to build off of that, that can, that can really change the direction of what this season seems to be that it's going, but we've obviously got a ways to go with that. Um, Pass rush was horrendous as well. I mean, I know we all love Grady Jarrett. I'm one of his biggest fans, but he, I mean, and I know he needs help, but he wasn't doing much either. I see everybody was shitting on all the other pass rushers, but Grady Jarrett, Grady Jarrett wasn't, wasn't doing too, too many crazy things out there either. He missed a crucial sack um, diving for the feet of Jalen, uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, I will say JTM, uh, to OD Mariner looked pretty solid. Um, he did have the only sack of the game. Um, other than that, the pass rush was abysmal. Dante Fowler. Good, good God. I mean, he, he, that guy, I don't see how he has the history that he has, um, in this league with the sack numbers that he's put up. And then you go out there and do that again. This is first game. I'm overreaction because I'm upset. I think you you guys all are too. Um, but out of everything, out of all those things that I just mentioned, and I said that the bad game plan was probably the biggest one, I'll tell you this. One of the biggest concerns as well, and this is probably the top of everything because this is something you did not expect to be an issue, and when you and when things start happening negatively that you don't expect to be an issue but are an issue because but you expect them to be the bright spots of your team and they're they aren't that's when your your team is really on the downfall but our receivers weren't getting open we got calvin ridley we got kyle pitts we got we got hayden hurst russ gage all these guys are usually better than the opposition that they're going up against and they weren't getting open you want to go back and look at the film? Everybody's shitting on Matt Ryan right now. Go back and look at the film. Where would you have thrown the ball in those situations when Matt Ryan got sacked? 
Would you have just thrown it up and got a pick? What would you have done? They weren't open. Nobody was fucking open. You look at that game, there was no one open out there during that entire game. And when there was somebody open, Matt Ryan found him. Or if somebody did get open, by that time, Matt Ryan was getting slung to the ground by the opposing team because he had no protection. You can't sit there and and be angry about the quarterback that we have when we can't block and our receivers aren't getting open. Now that goes back to game plan a little bit. Why aren't our receivers getting open? Why are, why, are, why when you have guys that talented, why are they not in positions to be successful? Cal, there is no excuse for not making sure that Calvin Ridley gets open with the ability that he has, the skill set that he has. It should be very easy for you to game plan and get that man open. Kyle Pitts, he had, I think, a total of five targets, and I think he had three receptions. He should have had more. He should have had more yards in that first game. With the proper game plan, there's no reason that that guy shouldn't be able to pick apart the Eagles' defense. Calvin Ridley had 50-something yards. He should have 100. Against the Eagles, he should have 100 yards. We did not do enough from a game plan standpoint to be successful in this game. I'm not ready to throw in the towel yet and say this is going to be a, a team that goes, you know, 2 and 15 whatever you want to say. But if we're not game planning to win these games, if we're not game planning to get our superstars open and get our superstars in successful situations, we are not going to be a successful team. Um, that was really tough to watch. And it's it's hard to get a good look at what's going on out there when you're watching these games. I, I, I rewatched some bits and pieces of the game from highlights and different things like that. Tough game to watch. But when you're watching them at, at the game, um, I specifically sit right there where they come out. It's kind of hard to tell exactly what's going on out there. Um, but to me, watching that game, those receivers, I mean, that was just that was just ridiculous to watch. Um Looking here at some of the standout players um, on our roster uh, from that game, JTM looks solid out there. Uh, from an edge standpoint, he seemed to be getting some traction. If there was somebody providing some sort of containment, he seemed to be to be the guy. This is someone that this team put a lot of stock in to be successful. This is someone that needs to be successful um, on this defensive side of the ball, especially um, – playing that type of role that he's playing. Um, we needed him to be successful, and he seemed to be one of the guys that stepped up on defense. Another guy that uh, certainly has some up value after that game, Chris Lindstrom, seemed to hold his own out there um, when watching uh, that game. Specifically tried to watch him a lot after I got tired of watching Jalen Mayfield. Chris Lindstrom looked pretty solid in the run game. Decent in the past game. Nobody looked great in the past game. Corderell Patterson is my third guy. He had a great game. Uh, loved watching him. For somebody that hasn't, um, that's learning, still learning that role, uh, that running back position, he seemed to do extremely well in that. Now, a lot of his runs were tended to be the um, outsides uh, to the outside, kind of that out the traditional outside zone scheme that we run. Mike Davis tend to go up the middle a little bit more, as you expected. But Patterson looked good. And to me, a lot of people were not high on Mike Davis. He did only average 3.3 yards per carry. But to me, he looked good. 
Um, when he got the ball and he had a hole, his ability to run, that, that he's a hard dude to bring down. You know, he gets a full head of steam. Dude's like the juggernaut. So I like both of our running backs in that game if, if the run blocking's there and if we're in positions to run the ball. We kind of got in a situation towards the end of the game uh, to where obviously we could not run the ball. Um, but those two guys look pretty solid when given the opportunities uh, to run, and then the offensive line was was giving them the holes to run through. The bad, um, you could put a lot of people on this list. I just put the two people that looked really bad to me. Obviously, Jalen Mayfield, pathetic showing by him. Uh, that was just he he he's a rookie that these guys have some stock in, and he may not play that. He he may not start at left guard the next game. They may put Drew Dahlman in there. Uh, interested to see how that goes. Um, but Jalen Mayfield, just terrible. Um, Dante Fowler, awful. I mean, and y'all have heard me. I've been, I've been tooting this guy's horn uh, all offseason. I've been fired up about Dante Fowler and him and what Dean Pease can do with him and you know, reinvigorating his abilities that he has, being partnered up with Grady Jarrett and the different type of stunts and things that they're going to do to get Fowler and Grady in one-on-one situations to use their pass-rushing tools that they have, it wasn't there. None of it was there. Fowler was getting tossed around at times, too. Um, I remember looking up at the Jumbotron a couple times, and uh, Dante Fowler was laying on his back. Uh, He's one person... That he has to be successful, or our secondary is going to get eaten alive all year, dude. Dante Smith looked like a superstar out there. He was eating up those guys. Fabian Moreau looked rough. Um, he's I don't have him on the list here, but he was one of the guys that looked rough going up against uh, Dante Smith. It was just tough to watch, man. I will tell you this: usually, I'm going to do an MVP, and then I'm going to do a total loser of the game. Um, total losers, obviously, Jalen Mayfield. Nobody gets MVP uh, this game. We have got a tough matchup next week when we go against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Not really sure how to feel going into that game. Uh, I'm trying to find reasons to say, okay, well, our starters didn't play. Uh, This was Arthur Smith's first game. Uh, we got to get these guys all working together out there. They need a couple of games to, to 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 get under their belt to where they can get all, all get on the same page. But we've got the best team in the NFL for our next game. Only other team that you could argue is that is the Kansas City Chiefs, and um, we just had a really rough showing. Uh, it's probably going to get real ugly uh, against the Bucks. I'd love to make a list here and come up with a game plan of what I think the things we need to do to be successful and how we're going to be successful in that. But quite frankly, I don't think there is anything that we can do with what we just saw. Um, the obvious things is don't do all the bullshit takeaways that we just talked about there. Uh, protect Matt Ryan. Come up with an actual game plan that makes sense for the opposing team that you're going against. Um, I, I like, I honestly like the, the, from an off, from a defensive standpoint, I like our abilities not to be going up against a scrambling quarterback next week. 
Um, but from a skill position standpoint that the Buccaneers have, that looks pretty rough from what we have on defense. Um, and then their front seven on defense going against the offensive line that we just saw in that Eagles game, they might have 10 sacks. They might have 10 sacks, and Tom Brady might throw for six touchdowns. I hope that we can provide, put forth, not provide, put forth a better showing, and Arthur Smith's going to have to, or this this season could get extremely rough for us. We could end up going, we, we could end up winning only two games this year. If we can't find ways to minimize the damage of our weakest points on our team, it could be a long season. We got we we've got to figure out ways to fix up that left guard position, whether it's going out and signing a free agent or coming up with a game plan that favors and helps that role. We got to figure out ways to get back to the quarterback. Now, I will say this um, as we start to close things out here. One thing with Dean Pease and we talked about this in previous episodes, breaking down Dean Pease defense. Dean Pease will call a defense a certain way one week, and the next week it looks completely different from what he called the previous week. And he does that a lot. He'll blitz heavy one game. He won't blitz at all one game. You'll see him running cover cover one zone a lot. Then he'll be running you know cover three. He does a lot of different things. And his game plan from the defensive side of the ball is always very different. So what we saw this week could look completely different next week. And I hope, and I hope that that was just a product of not playing in the preseason. Hopefully it's like what what happened with the Green Bay Packers. Um, They only scored like six points, got, got a beat down. Hopefully it's like what happened with them. And we come out there, um... And we show out because I I think we're a better team than what happened this past week. Um, it maybe that is it, man. Maybe maybe these guys need a couple games under their belt to start putting things all together because they have not played together in the regular season. But it's hard to it's hard to be optimistic after after what we saw out there. Um, but Arthur Smith is going to have to prove it. He's going to have to come up with a game plan, go out there, um, and you can see it in his eyes. In that in that post game presser, I mean, he was pissed off, but you just hope that the guy's not 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 too far in over his head, you know, over his head. So, I mean, we'll just have to find out what uh, this team has. But they've got a test now that is up against one of the best teams uh, in the NFL. Um, so, if your game plan was all right, we won't play our preseason, we won't we won't play our starters in these first preseason or in these preseason games. And then we'll start figuring it out in the first couple games. Well, your first couple games, one of them is against the, the former champs. I mean, do, do you want us? Do you want us to get beat down so bad in the first couple games that the all hope and everything is gone for these players and morale and momentum is at an all-time low? It's looking like a rough season. Um, I hope that we don't find ourselves in a situation halfway through this season to where losing the rest of the games is better than finding opportunity and hope and and building momentum towards these next couple seasons that's a rough place to be when you'd rather lose those games and go draft a quarterback versus being excited about the opportunities that this team has with this new regiment and everything Um, but we'll have to find out and we're going to find out in a rough 
way uh, up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week two. Guys, that's a wrap on this episode of the Heads Up Podcast. I appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you follow me or subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Make sure you leave a review if you're listening on Apple. Uh, Big shout out to my producer. Thank you so much for all the hard work that you put into making the podcast sound great. Jason, thank you so much. Everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.